The following programme is a repeat of The Farm Show, which airs Thursday nights on KCLR from 7. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. This is The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you with thanks to TierlawnFarmLife.com. As ever, you're very welcome to The Farm Show. On the programme this evening, we'll get uh, an analysis of the budget that happened on Tuesday, particularly around its impact on farm businesses and farm families. If the telephone lines between here and Latvia are working, we'll chat to Gary Ireland about the upcoming World Championships and Ireland's prospects of bringing home gold. Elsewhere, Terry Carroll is looking forward to getting winter ready, getting those livestock indoors, which is happening a bit prematurely on some farms, but uh, more anon. Elsewhere, Paddy Bruton, the forester, will be talking about a series of ASA, Agricultural Consultants Conferences, uh, seminars, if you like, coming up uh, over the coming weeks, uh, particularly around forestry. We'll chat at dieback. We'll talk opportunities for small afforestation exercises on farms uh, as a result of the supports in the new forestry program. We'll have uh, George in studio, i hoping a little bit early because there's a few things I want to touch off him before he gets down to his mart report. And of course, we'll have Eric Driver's sheep report from Tullow. But uh, first of all, Marty Murphy. Now, Tuesday saw the two ministers for finance, if I could describe them that way, uh, delivered their budget 2024 to Dáil Éireann and uh, implications for all uh, members of society, particularly taxpayers. I'm joined by Marty Murphy, tax expert with IFAC, the Farm Accounts Group, uh, to discuss the various measures. Marty, you're very welcome to the Farm Show, first of all. Thanks very much, Matt. No, Matthew, uh, every farmer, most farms have a, an extended family. So from a personal taxation point of view, there were several changes, whether it's for the, the farmer engaged in the business or his or her husband or wife uh, that might be working at farm, perhaps. Uh, what are the major uh, implications there? Well, the major implications for the farmer themselves in their own pockets is that the 20% rate of tax has it traditionally was at 40%. It's now gone up to 42%. Uh, for a married couple with one income, it's gone up from 49k uh, to 51. And obviously, if both couples are uh, earning out of the maximum, they can be up to 84,000 and all that type of good stuff. There's been uh, changes to the USC. Effectively, the USC, the 4.5% rate, which is the one that catches most people, has gone from 45 down to 4%. So that's a nice little learner. It's about three, 400 euros a year for an individual. The second rate band is also the, the 0.5% one has been uh, changed by 2,840 euros. So that's just dropped out of the USC. It's not going to, it's not going to change majorly, but everything's to help. You know yourself, it all adds up. There's also on the earned income tax credits, the POE credit and all that type of good stuff. We've gone up by 100 euros. Again, that's money directly in your pocket. So if you're a typical POE worker, that means you've got an extra 200 euros. If you're on the farm as well, and you're in a company or something like that, you should also be getting it. If you're a sole trade farmer and all that type of good stuff, making a profit, it should also equal about 200 euros extra in your pocket as well. So it's been good. Uh, if we look at a, basically a joint, say we look at a couple that's earning about 40, uh, 55,000 euros a year, they should be coming out at about uh, 917 euros a year. And if you look then at a married couple where total um, on-farm and off-farm income is about 100K, they should be coming right around 1,600 euros a year. 
and now that's before you know the, the little supports that we got there the 150 euros for the energy credit and all that type of good stuff so we're getting three of them as well so while it's going to help the pocket it's like everything else with the inflation that we've been seeing and everything else that's been happening it's helpful but whether or not it's going to mean there's more money in your pocket this year than last year it's hard to say at this time yeah and for retired farmers um marty there's there's uh, positive implications too if you've been paying your your prsi over the years Absolutely. So there's a number of double payments coming. So in, um, both December and January, we're going to see double um, pension payments and all that type of good stuff. And we've also gone up by 12 euros each week. So it's all helpful and it's all moving in the right direction, as we say. Yeah. And if you have family then, say, of school going either or second or third level schools, there there were some concessions there. There was. So it looks like we've got another thousand euros against the student levy this year. It does say that it's a one-off measure. There was additional, um, basically, conditions applied last year when, when the same was announced. But this year, it wasn't as clarified as much. So we're not expecting limits. But again, when we actually see the finance bill, it might change around a little bit. We've also got the rent credit there. That's helpful enough because... Traditionally, it was only allowed where it was an RTD property. So this is basically you went down and you rented a full apartment or something like that. So we're now seeing that digs are being included in as well. And we know students are still one of the biggest uptakers of digs, etc. So it will be helpful for parents who are actually paying for a student's accommodation. Yeah, and of course, for farm family students or all rural students, the majority of them at least have to live away from home. So that, that's a positive development. It absolutely is. Now, also for our farmers that tend to have a second property on the farm and things like that, there was a new kind of um, basically a credit brought in for landlords. How it works is they take €3,000 of your standard rate band and they dismiss it if you've rental income coming in in excess of um, the €3,000. So that's also beneficial because we've got lots of communities up and around the country where, you know, the traditional farm home may have been rented out because there's a new one on the land and all that type of good stuff. So there's little things there as well for farmers. Now, Marty, let's move on to the to the farm business. Let's we'll we'll start perhaps with the agri taxation measures in relation to inheritance tax and so on. Uh, any changes there, or just uh, continue as is? No. So there's been no significant changes. However, for the for the young trained farmer around the stamp duty, that was limited to a total relief of seventy thousand. That's been changed now up to a hundred thousand. So that's more beneficial. We also had the old hard to pronounce continuity relief. That's being extended out for the next five years. So that effectively means if I'm getting land, for instance, from my father, instead of being uh, stampable at 7.5%, it's 1%. Of course, if I'm under 35, it would be um, 0%, provided I did my, my farm and all that type of stuff. But that's really that's been retained. The government has retained it because they said that it's an understand relief by everybody and it's important to the core. So it's, it, it provides a level of confidence when we're offering advice. We also have a change to the retirement relief where effectively this is where if I had my farm and I've been farming it for 10 years and I give it to my children, if I was over the age of 66, it was being limited to 3 million euros. Now, this day and age and all that type of good stuff, when we've seen rising land values, while, while we might be rich in basically the value of our land, when it actually comes to producing off and things like that, we may not have the cash side of it. So it's an important relief. But the change has come into it now is that 66 figure is going to move up to 70. So no longer will I be limited to 3 million euros at um, basically between 66 and 70, it'll now be a limit of 10 million euros. So it's interesting, and put it this way, it makes certainty when we're doing our succession plans when we're going forward. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, Marty, I, I sometimes make the point that uh, a commitment to maintain the, the relief levels 
isn't actually what it looks like because with land prices increasing significantly, particularly in recent years, the, the, the allowance for you know a direct inheritance is actually less in real terms. It's it's less in real terms, but not up of now on ten million euros. We, we like kind of the point that it's that it's there at. There's there's not that many farms coming through that have a value up to ten millions, and if we've a joint couple or both farming on it, it can be up to twenty million. So we're happy where it is there, and it's like everything else, we'll be pushing to increase it. It was unfortunate. We were expecting, you know, the group A, B, and C thresholds. So this is where if I'm receiving a gift from my parents or an inheritance, like a 335,000, if I'm getting it from basically relatives to me that are related by blood, it's uh, 32,500, and there's a group C there for strangers. We were hoping those would be going up as well, but they haven't increased up. So that's unfortunate. But we have kept our release at the 90%. And there was some talk that it might fall to 80%. That's been going on for a number of years, but it's still been retained at 90. Now, explain the logic for our listeners of that change in long-term leasing. You have to have owned the land for seven years. There is a logic there. There is a logic. Effectively, if I was to go out tomorrow morning and buy land, by the time it would actually come out, come up to um, to get it income tax-free, the relief itself would be gone. So it is. A, it's basically, it is a discouraging from investors coming in to try and get tax-free income. So it, 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 hopefully it'll prevent people coming in and pushing up the price of land further. Yeah, it's a, it's a nod in favour of actual agricultural production, agricultural producers. Absolutely. It's to, it's to make sure that people who are already in the sector, that they're benefiting it the most, and that the farmer that does want to come in and actually use it for a farm, that they're not impacted. I note, Marty, that the VAT flat rate uh, refund uh, it has declined. It is. It's an unfortunate year for it to have happened. Now, I, I will point out that it did decline in 22 as well. But in the year that we're seeing where income is falling and costs are still rising, it was a tough hit to to take. It's basically 17 million euros that's come out of farmers' um, pockets and it's gone from 5% to 4.8. And just to make sure that everybody knows what it is, is um, traditionally Irish farmers don't have to register for tax. What, they're, what they do instead is they go under what we call the flat rate scheme Effectively, what that means is they don't have to they don't have to do any lists or returns or anything like that to the revenue man um, every couple of months. Instead, what happens is when they sell their cows, they sell their feed or whatever they're selling, they get a top up when they sell it. So a couple of months ago, that was five percent. Unfortunately, now for the first January, that'll be going down to four point eight percent. A couple of years ago, it was at five point eight percent, but as I said, it's unfortunate in the year that's ended and everything else is happening that it's coming down to four point eight. And some. Some I want some relaxation, postponement, if we'll put it that way, in carbon tax. Ultimately, it's going to make farming and every other every, every other business more expensive. But there's a postponement of of the hit. There is a postponement of the hit out to the first of May, which has become traditional now. Put it this way, it was a postponement, but the previous postponement activated from midnight on on budget night anyway. So while the, while it was a postponement, there was still a change at midnight. Yeah, that, that it is another imposition on business in general, and I'm, I'm not just singling out farming. Oh, it's it's on everybody. Sure, it's on personal people as well when they go to go and fill up the coal bunker, when they're filling up the oil tank, etc. It's all felt and it's all against the pocket. Yeah, tell me, Marty, this year after a good year last year in very many of the sectors. Huge decline in incomes across all the sectors, and I'd instance dairy and 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 grain in particular. But we are heading to the end of the tax year, thirty first of October, or online the tenth of November. 
a lot of tax planning exercises by your organization, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, put it this way, 22 was a bumper year. None of us expected that to happen again. However, it's to make sure that we're basically being very efficient with our cash. Look to how you're paying your preliminary tax. Make sure that you're not basing it on basically 100% of 22 unless you're absolutely confident you're going to be hitting it again. There is two other mechanisms there that are very straightforward. You have 90% of the current year. You should be able to make a good estimate given what's happening and all that type of stuff. Or you can go 105% of the previous of the previous year, which would have been 21 105% now is out because you're too late in the year because of the minimum number of payments to make. But look to your 90%. Look to your income averaging. Check to see whether or not you're in a situation where there's a potential of actually breaking it and moving into some other structure going forward and things like that. Again, be be confident there looking at your registered farm partnerships. And because we've had the change to continuity relief as well, there's the possibility of also looking at the um, succession uh, partnerships. So it's like everything else. When taxes are high, it's too late to do anything. But when taxes are kind of a little bit lower and things have happened, it's time to start considering changes and things like that, especially for moving off income averaging. So after what you've said there, the advice is in the few weeks that are left to to, to plan it out and manage it within the confines of, of the taxation laws, of course. Absolutely. Of course, that's that's the only reason I exist. <laughs> Listen, you have a busy time ahead, Marty. Um, I, I appreciate uh, your contribution to the Farm Show tonight. Thanks very much, Matt. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. The Irish ploughing squad is in Latvia taking part in the World Championships. Gary Ireland is on site, if not quite on the on the ploughing site, he's certainly in the area of Latvia. Gary, uh, who's taking part, first of all, for Ireland? Yeah, Matt, we have uh, John Whalen of Wexford in the reversible and Eamon Tracy of Carlo then in the conventional representing Ireland. And, uh, John Deary of Monaghan is the judge from Ireland that's out and the team coach that's out there. So great representation from the Ireland family and you're one of a contingent that's out there just to support the, the Irish contestants. Yeah, we 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 left Dublin at half five this morning, Matt, and we're just out here now. Well, we're out here since 11 o'clock this morning, local time here, we'll say. And uh, we just, there's a few from Carlo, Kilkenny, Cork, Tipperary, Wexford, that we all came out together this morning. So they're a good old crowd of us here now, wish them. Gary, I've heard that there's been a lot of wet weather out uh, out there. Have you had a chance to look at the site yet or the, the soil conditions? Yeah, we we got out there for only for a little while this evening. Again, we got down to where the town was, Matt. It was a nice trip down, so... We got down and got her bearings and got out there. Yeah, very tough conditions now, Matthew. Very wet day here today. Like, even now, still, there, there's very heavy rain. Well, we think we had it bad in Ratnesca, but picture this and picture ten times worse than nearly could. It's, it's that bad and it's so mucky and that's on top. But very hard conditions for anyone to tell now being fair out there. Tell me, Gary, I wouldn't be familiar with uh, Latvia now. In terms of the soil in general, not just the, the conditions right now, what type of soil is it? Uh, stony or total clay or what? No, it's, it's very clay soil, but it, there's fierce, from what we've seen today, you know, variation is fierce. You, you could have fierce slabby ground, then you could meet 
a small bit of nice kind ground that you'd be hoping maybe you'd get one of them plots, but then you could need pure sand another five, ten yards up the field. So it's, it's there's a fierce variation, but there's a lot of what we've seen today now, very slabby ground being honest now, what was in it actually. Gary, explain maybe to the listeners the fact that uh, it's a random selection, a lottery, if you like, as to what plot you you get to plough. Yeah, sure. Look at the, you go in and the plots are drawn, and it's the look of the draw. So you be you be hoping you'd get a good plot and and hit the ground running there, but it it is going to be a lot of it now. I think out here because if you hit one of them bad plots, you know. No matter how good you are, it could just throw everything on you. The scale of the Latvian ploughing championships, anything comparable to, to what we put on in Rathaniska? No, there's there be nothing like that. Uh, we didn't see a trade stand out there today now when we're out there. The, the, the host farmer actually has he's a dealership for Steyr tractors and Crown machinery and his yard is just below where the site is so I, I'm not sure yet but we'd be reckoning that's nearly the only trade stand we'd see out there Tell me the time scale Gary uh, Friday, yeah, Saturday It's Thursday night here now we, we'd, be, we'd be two hours ahead of, of Irish time, that's what we are Matt. we're two hours ahead of local time uh, And when, so, are the, when are the sods going to turn over? Uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday is the sobble and and Saturday then is the lane down So we'll know Friday by and Saturday. Is, well, hopefully Saturday Saturday evening around seven o'clock Irish time. Hopefully we'll we'll be happy out here. That might have a world championship. And sure, with a bit of luck, a couple of hours later we'll see the rugby team continue on their journey for World Cup glory. Yeah, hopefully we we have the the presentation night Saturday night now, so we're hoping to mix the two and get to see the rugby out here as well. But it could be hard to get the Latvians to turn on an Irish rugby team for us. <laughs> Gary, listen, safe travels and uh, enjoy the experience. Oh, thank, no problem, Matt. Thanks a million. Busy time in Chagask between acre schemes and uh, general advisory work. Uh, nobody wants to look forward to winter, but you better plan for it because it's coming around the corner and increasingly so with the weather we've been having. Terry Carroll, there's uh, to that end, there's getting winter ready. It's uh, a beef health walk, we'll call it that, on Friday the 20th at 11am. Yes, Matt, we, we probably do one of these uh, every autumn period. So we're on tomorrow week. They're Friday the 20th at 11 a.m. out in Jimmy Madigan's or James Madigan's in Derry Nahinch, Bally Hale. We've had a number of walks over the years on, on, on James's farm. So look, the three legs of the stool that we're watching for, you know, when you're going into the shed and that's the whole housing requirements and the environment that you're putting the stock into. There's obviously the whole area of animal health and vaccination and dosing and then the third leg of that stool is the huge thing there uh, obviously is the winter nutrition so you must have all three things right or it's not going to be a, a successful winter and of course as ever and I see it on your notice plan for safe farm working Farm safety overrides everything and we never make any apologies even during the acres courses there we were showing videos on farm safety and someone might say what's that do with acres but look at farm safety is something to do with everything on the farm so absolutely uh, safety is 
first thing we always talk about, the whole thing is uh, gone wallop if anything goes wrong that way. So we, we make no apologies about that. Now, more farmers would like to stay out somewhat longer, but it all depends on soil conditions. Uh, the rain again yesterday suggesting that it, this could be an early winter. Yeah, and look at your after the plough match, even heavy cattle ended up having to, like, you know, either go up a ramp to a factory or go into a shed. So there are plenty of stronger cattle have gone in. There has been a lovely few days of weather earlier this week, but yeah, with the rain now, uh, we're in trouble again. And, and I think for a lot of people, animals are going to come in, particularly say suckler cows probably and them stores or beef cattle. Maybe weanlands on drier grounds can stay out. We'd love to keep cattle out uh, till the middle of November like everyone. We always talk about closing rotation plans starting maybe around the 10th of October and you go through all your fields that are up to maybe the, the middle of November. But, you know, weather can scupper that. But the, the plan, you know, if you don't have a plan in place, you have nothing to follow. That That is the plan. And I mean, if you can keep your weanlands out and get another round of grazing there across maybe paddocks up to mid-November, brilliant. And if you can't, you can't. And of course, the, you know, the challenges of managing cattle when, when it's raining and, and the soil is getting um, sticky is one thing. Challenges don't end when you house them either. I heard of cattle sweating over the weekend. Absolutely. So that's why we, we're approaching this farm walk, dealing with it in three separate areas and, and the one you're talking about there, winter housing, the, the, the housing requirements, but we're talking about, within that, we're talking about, you know, space allowance for the animals, but also the environment, the airflow, that, that side of things, because, you know, there's one thing having the space allowance, right? And we actually, to be honest, we find that a lot of farmers maybe aren't given enough space, particularly those finishing cattle. We're saying finishing bullocks there would want somewhere in old money, it's 30 square foot or 2.7, 2.8 square meters. But you know, you could have that right. And if it's a stuffy shed, as you say, the animal will not be performing. So you have to have all those things right. We're going to look on James's in his yard there at maybe the way he has the sheds. They're good, big, spacious, airy sheds. But you know, I mean, you have to have inlet and outlet flow of air. And, and we'll just demonstrate that on the day and we'll maybe measure a couple of pens and see has he the right numbers of cattle uh, being allocated to a pen. So that's the angle of it, Matt. And then obviously the other two huge areas will be the health and nutrition. Also in attendance on the day will be a representative of Animal Health Ireland and Heather Peppard of Brett's will be there to answer all queries around uh, nutrition and health and so on. Getting winter ready, that's the, the focus at the walk on Jimmy Madigan's farm at Ballyhale Kilkenny on next Friday, the 20th of October at 11am. Thank you, Terry. Thanks, Matt. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. The Agricultural Consultants Association are running a number of farm forestry open days. Uh, Paddy Bruton joins me on the line. Paddy, let's get the uh, the, the the days and dates and venues out of the way first. Uh, where are these happening? Very well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, Matt. Um, yes, the, there's two days come up. The first one is on the 19th of October. It's just across the border in Feathered. It's on the farm of Finton Rice, and Finton is an organic farmer who has uh, planted a lot of land down through the years. The air coat mess, right, for anybody that wants to attend, is E91D868. And we're starting there at half ten in the morning on the 19th of October. That's next Thursday, mess. Then the following one is on the 20th of October. Uh, that's uh, that's starting at 10 o'clock on a well-known farm in Johnstown, Matt, that of Brian Nicholson, 
so at, at Brian's, we're starting at 10 a.m. And the air code there, Matt, for anybody that would like to attend, is E41 RT66. So these should be two, uh, two I think, interesting days for anybody thinking about uh, forestry or thinking about planting some land, or indeed anybody with existing forestry, because we're doing a, a number of demonstrations. Good. I'm 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 delighted to hear that there's an active effort to to promote forestry because it has a place on all farms, in my opinion, Paddy. Uh, absolutely, Matt. And you know, since the new program was introduced, um, I have to say I'm just astonished by the interest in the native tree area scheme, and to a slightly lesser degree in the agroforestry scheme. So I'd like to touch on both. The, the native tree area scheme is where people can plant up to one hectare on their farm without a licence and receive €2,200 per hectare per year for 10 years for it. It's a really good incentive and it's with native broadleaves. And I can say that, truthfully, I'm astounded by the level of interest from farmers and just landowners in this scheme. It's amazing. Um, Paddy, so before you before you move on, Paddy, a, a technical point on that now. It's just a matter of curiosity on my yeah. part. What's the right word? Contiguous. Does that hectare have to be contiguous or can it be two half hectares or, or what's the protocol? It, it, no, it, it, it can actually be in up to nine different places on the farm once each section is greater than 0.1 of a hectare. What's not to like about that? Because we all have gear rogs and places that would be enhanced by forestry and not diminished in terms of any other enterprise. Absolutely. And, you know, in fairness now, and I'm often a critic of the department, uh, in fairness, they've got this one right. And they've matched it with a grant rate that is sufficient to cover the costs. And they've put a premium beside it. And it is and has a place on each farm. So it has, arising really from last weekend, to be truthful, it has informed our, our, uh, the ACA days that are coming up on the 19th and 20th, and we're going to have demonstrations on both farms of what the native tree area can look like. Because there's two distinct possibilities, that being alongside rivers or streams, and in, in as you say, the key roads and the corners of fields that people aren't making use of. So we'll have demos of that in both farms, in Finton Rice's in Tipperary and in uh, Brian Nicholson's in, in Kilkenny. And we're also going to have a demo of agroforestry in Brian Nicholson's uh, in, in Kilkenny. And that, that is interesting even for ourselves, Matt, because it is a new area of forestry. Yeah, well, what, is, what is agroforestry? Agroforestry is basically where you combine the production of trees and animals on the same piece of ground. So there's three different ways of doing it, Matt. You can plant the trees in lines, in groups, or just staggered. So we're going to have demos of the three of them uh, in Brian Nicholson's farm. And um, it's, all, it's also used in tillage, right? And the idea is that um, you farm away between the trees. Now, okay, it's probably more suitable maybe for sheep and small calves or small animals, right? I'm not so sure it has a place for dairy now, for example, but the native tree area does. Um, but this is to show people the new opportunities that are there in the forestry program. And these two in particular seem to have caught the imagination of farmers, to be fair. I, I never, so met, I never it, met anyone that was sorry for planting a tree. No. And that's why I think the native tree area 
And while I say I'm often a critic, but this, the, in fairness, the department seemed to have got this one correct. Now, Paddy, in terms um, of, of being a critic, uh, I was expecting some reflection on Ash dieback in the budget, yeah. uh, some reaction. Didn't, didn't hear any. No, and it's not in the budget, Matt. And I haven't heard anything on the budget. But what I can say to you and the listeners is, the Ash Dieback review that was commissioned by Senator Hackett has been published. I've had a, a very in-depth read of it. Um, I have to say, Matt, the people that did the review have done their job. Yeah, but it was utterly it damning of, of public policy. Absolutely. Damning of the department. Damning of the way the, the, the disease was handled. Damning of the reaction of the department, particularly since 2018. Um, but all that is fair. Because that is what happened. So, so I think I ha- we have to acknowledge when people do a, a, a fair report and publish it. And that's what the, the review committee have done here. So that the most important thing now in this matter is how quickly the recommendations that are in that report are implemented. And every single one of the recommendations need to be implemented for the people who have ash uh, plantations that are either dead, dying or rotten. So, I mean, in fairness, while it wasn't in the budget, right, um, there is now a review that tells the department the mistakes that have been made, what they need to do, how they need to do it, how quickly they need to do it. The pathway is well and truly clearly laid out here. And to be fair, ash owners all over the country have played their part in getting this rectified, as has the industry. And, and to be fair, as has the Agricultural Consultants Association, who have played no small part in, in, in this either. So I think, um, I think the minister now has very serious decisions to make on ash. Um, I think looking after the people that have been badly let down in the past by ash will have a positive impact on the attitude of people to planting into the future. And I think that's why it's crucial. So I would expect, Matt, even though it wasn't in the budget, that we very shortly have some news on how that review is going to be implemented. It would so do so much to, to restore the reputation of forestry. Absolutely. Paddy, thank you very much for coming on the line this evening. We'll let you go. Matt, thanks a lot, and we hope to, ha- hope to see a good crowd in both venues next week. And again, thank you very much. Absolutely. Now, quick, uh, a quick trot over to Tullow for Eric's sheep report. Not a large stand today in Tullow. Maybe not all of as big as we've seen in previous weeks, but over 2,000 sheep on offer here. Looking to the trade then, those heavy lambs, very, very strong trade for those well-fleshed lambs. Certainly those that have been feeding are getting well paid here in the ring. Uh, some lambs there, over 46 kilos there today, selling there from 138 up to a top call there of 154 today, but the majority there between 140 and 146. While you will see uh, those... Uh, lighter lambs then, the store trade here, looking at them 30 to 32 coils, then good clean yarn weather lambs there, pushing up to the high 80s into 95 and 6 there for some uh, very clean, well presented lots with the ram lambs of those weights there, back to maybe 78, 79, 80, 83, 84 euros, a differential there, but certainly uh, the number of ram lambs moving out here are not meeting as strong a demand. While you would see those 33 to 37 kilos, again here those goes clean weather types there, they're selling there from the mid-90s up to 105 or 6 euro there, even over 110 for some 37 kilo lots. Uh, again, ram lambs slipping back there, 7 or 8 euros ahead on those prices. 
and you and over the 40 counters there they're selling anything there from 108 up to uh, 123 and 4 here again differential and price and quality there ram lambs in this section also meeting a lesser price cash show trade certainly easier than what we've seen in the previous times but Again, it's all seasonal here, and we're looking to those heavy yos there today. Top price there of 210 euros, lots of yos there. Uh, those well-fleshed yos, 80 to 90 kilos, they're selling in approximately between 180 and 2 euro a kilo. With them store yos, anything selling there from 140 to 170 a kilo. Now, Hoggett Joe trade, numbers starting to dry up here. Tops of the Hoggets there up to 210 euros. Uh, lots of Hoggets there between 170 and 190. Age Joe's there selling from 130 upwards. Now, we discussed uh, Tierlon rule changes last week with uh, Vice Chairman of Tierlon, Brendan Hayes. They all went through as a special AGM uh, just held on Wednesday. So all, all those rule changes involving uh, more uh, gender uh, balance and uh, encouraging young people into the organisation and, and so on and so forth, almost unanimous accepted. Elsewhere, Tierlon announced their uh, grain pricing for this harvest just gone, just uh, after stuttering to a halt, I would suggest. Uh, green feed barley, 205 euro a tonne, and 215 for green feed wheat, which in fairness is well up there. It's another fiver or tenner even in some cases from the likes of Dairy Gold. So, uh, that should be acknowledged. Uh, elsewhere, uh, we have a serial objector. In fact, uh, George is after arriving into studio. George, there's a serial objector. We all know who he is. He objects, he reads the papers, objects to everything that's happening in the country. It's now really hitting home at a local level. I know of one young aspiring uh, dairy entrant farmer who's been blocked from um, building the necessary facilities to milk cows next spring and it's it's gone to appeal and so on. You know, it's just not, it's not good enough. Surely the, 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 the planning laws are adequate and they are adjudicated over by on board Planal or whatever it calls itself now. And there's no need for, you know, these people just making trouble. Uh, well, Matt, uh, as you know yourself, some people object for the sake of objecting, you know, and, and it's sort of, uh, it is stifling. And, uh, of course, they are looking, the government has said they're looking at, uh, making, making planning, uh, planning conditions easier and more, 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 uh, you know, there's so much red tape involved and it would appear that if someone puts in an objection that holds up that could hold up things for another six or eight months and therefore if you're going ahead with something for example if you have uh, cows lined up you need to expand your dairy etc etc you know you, you don't want uh, sort of hold ups in that respect because it stops your enterprise working so uh, I suppose um, all in all Matt the whole planning uh, scenario I think would be, and specifically we're talking about houses also Matt in in, in Sort of the uh, country areas, etc., etc. All the and I, you've heard of before, where a man wanted to build a, a, a house for his daughter down, and there was objectors for people who t- were there long after the man had established his farm and wanted to to put his daughter in in, in, in sort of field down the road. Yeah, because there's been tentative moves on 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 um, objections that yes. there's a fee in some cases to be paid, but I think in uh, the money, no object for many of these people who just. To me, you want to disrupt normal business and preferable and, and practical legal business. Yes, well, it's, it, it's rather it's rather uh, interesting to state that they moved out the country. Okay, and we we say great, we we apply them. They 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 had no connection whatsoever with it, and a lot of them it would appear just because they are there, they want to make themselves known and want to object to 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 things that look for a farm has been established there maybe fifty or hundred years, and uh, just because they want to look after their son, daughter, or whoever. 
far uh, they, they put in this, uh, these big objections. As I said, the whole thing needs looking at and looking at urgently. Ah, there's something entirely unfair about the whole, uh, about the whole, about the whole system. One other issue that's uh, very close to livestock people's hearts: uh, the issue of fallen animals. We all know there's a system there. They go to the to the collection uh, of animals uh, association members, the knackeries, as, as we'd more commonly know them, and then they go on to the rendering plants. I'm told that the rendering plants, as of next Monday, are going to impose an extra sixty euro per ton Ooh. on uh, what they receive from from the knackeries because yes. their costs have gone <clears throat> up exponentially and it's going to be imposed next Monday morning and ultimately the, the, the animal collectors can't carry that kind of a thing so no. it's going to come back right back to the farmer that has a fallen animal or whatever and the, you know there's legal requirements there that they have to be handled in in, in the proper fashion and so on and, and, and that but it's a it's a serious cost imposition uh, at is, the moment uh, coming down the line. Uh, it's bad enough losing an animal, Matt, as you know, one of your prime cows or prime bullocks or prime heifers and, and, and therefore have a, have an, an extra burden of, of, of a cost factor, you know. Uh, once again, I suppose the, the renderers are saying there's nothing they can do about it, etc. But again, uh, who's carrying the can? The farmer's going to carry the can who has lost the animal who could have been awfully valuable to them. And, and just to put the 60 euro in, co- in context, Existing fees at that at, on that part of the chain are 120 euro, so it's going up by 50 percent, or it'll be a third of the total. We're we're talking about we're talking about serious uh, costs uh, falling on, on on farmers ultimately. Listen, we're going to the ad break, and we'll be back with your livestock right, report. Right. Okay. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe, brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. KCLR Mart Report Sponsored by Kilkenny Livestock Mart Serving the farming community for over 60 years now, uh, George and I have vented uh, our spleen on, on some pressing issues and anyone that's actually listening to it in the car heading for Gores Bridge will know what I'm talking about. There's a, an IFA presidential hustings and deputy presidential hustings on there tonight, so uh, the best of luck to everyone concerned. George, the, the livestock report. Uh, yes, indeed, Matt, today, uh, 1,360 cattle, somewhat bigger than last week. Uh, a little bit of a slippage for some of the plain Frisians. Uh, the real quality cattle are absolutely exceptional prices there, uh, from about two eight to three euros sixty seven per kilo three seventy per kilo uh, the the real there's been a real divide between the plain ones and the real quality lot but the quality lot selling very well a lot of heavy cattle in Kilkenny today two euro to three oh three ten per kilo that's the price range of thirteen fifty to twenty three fifty per head five to six hundred kilo bullock from two euro to three thirty per kilo or from nine ninety to nineteen thirty per head three thirty kilo was for a Charlie bullock five eight five made nineteen thirty four to 500 kilo bullock from 170 to 365 per kilo uh, 800 euro to 1570 per head with under 400 kilo from 150 to 370 per kilo or from 500 kilo at uh, 500 euro to 1280 per head top price there would be for uh, 6 Charlie bullocks 305 1120 euro uh, cull cows from 140 to 285 per kilo or the, the continentals from 140 to 265 per kilo with the, the Frisians from 90 cent to 220 per kilo beef Efforts from 240 to 290 per kilo, and money wise, that's 1250 to 1700 euro per head. Four store types from 220 to 326 per kilo, 950 to 1500 euro per head, with a lighter type heifer from 170 to 3 euro per kilo, or from 520 to 1140 per head. So, Matt, what's happened is plainer cattle. 
And, and it, it's really weather-related. Uh, they, they've eased back considerably in cases, some of the Frisians also, uh, but the real quantity, the, the, the creme de creme of, of uh, bullocks and heifers, if anything, they're making more money than they have to. And I just wonder, and paying these great prices, will those uh, brave men be rewarded going forward? It's a, it's a perennial discussion with us, George. We always wonder whether, you know, the, the, the price is justified, but people keep sailing on, so they make their own decisions and they're perfectly entitled to do that. Indeed. But and I, as I, 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 I would be a bit worried about this rain coming tonight. Uh, Alan, Alan O'Reilly mentioned it, another half an inch. Oh, Even if there's a week's dry weather coming in the future, a lot of people have livestock on heavy land and their backs are to the wall and oh, that yeah. put pressure on mm. beef prices. Yes, indeed. And uh, uh, and, and that's the, the, all, the, all the factories wanted. Some excuse, Matt, and, and, and they're going to cut. You the know? only thing is they do need stocks now because they're killing for the Christmas oh, market. Oh, I know that. But if you, look, if you look at the price of beef in Ireland and ironically the price of beef in America, America is way ahead of Ireland at the moment, which was never known to happen. But this is the way it goes. In the, on the sheep front, uh, we had a smallish sales, 600 on offer, butcher lands, from 140 to 160 per head factory lambs from uh, 113 to 141 per head the store lamb from 78 to 114 euro per head cast use from 79 to 180 euro per head and we had the last of the Kilkenny breed of sheep sheep sales the Suffolk rams ranging from 250 to 660 per head with the Charlies from 400 to 500 euro per head uh, our winning sale on Tuesday was uh, you know there was there was bargains we had there though the real quality bullock bull weaning uh, continental breeds made from uh, 280 a kilo up to a top call there of 380 per kilo and the heifers uh, a top call there would be about 340 uh, back to uh, 260, 270 per kilo but that's on a Tuesday our winning sale and if you have uh, winnings please enter them bef- on Monday before 3pm and please let us know if you're bringing winnings because there's a lot of uh, potential purchases out there it's very difficult if we don't know numbers uh, to inform these people about what's coming on board. Monday next are sheep sale at 10am, dairy sale at 12.30 dairy sales, uh, uh, catalogues will be available for that on, on uh, uh, Friday afternoon and if you pop up, uh, ring up the Mart, it will be on, on the Mart website, apologies uh, that dairy sale and the catalogue for it will also appear there, that's on Monday at 12.30, Tuesday our weaning sale at 11am and uh, we'll have a special suckler sale by the way, suckler people out there the 24th of October, uh, that's Tuesday again and that will be at 1 p.m. On, uh, and there's 50 head in, involved in that and perhaps a few more. That's on Tuesday 24th. And uh, letting you know, as ICBF have a special heifer sale, uh, so if you're looking for the uh, heifers to qualify for the ICBF terms and conditions, uh, there'll be a special section in Kilkenny Mart next Thursday. Well done, George, and perfectly on time. I think we're heading towards the the end of the programme. Uh, we will be running a series of interviews with the IFA presidential and deputy presidential candidates over the coming weeks in anticipation of that election happening in November. And uh, just to reiterate that anyone that uh, is interested and uh, is a member should go along to the hustings at the... Uh, uh, hall in Gores Bridge uh, starting tonight at 8 o'clock for me Matt O'Keefe uh, thanks to everyone and uh, until next week farm well farm safely good night and goodbye
The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com.